0: Hello, this is Mary Jo Tinland from Teaching Your Toddler. And today our very special guest is the money couple, Taylor and Megan Kovar. Taylor is a wealth advisor as well as an investor and an entrepreneur, and he and his wife, Megan, are the money couple. They live in Lufkin, Texas, where they are raising three children, and they advise couples on financial issues as well as how to communicate about finances, which we all know is a very difficult thing in a marriage or a partnership where you have to talk about money they also educate children about money so today we are going to talk to them about how to start that conversation about money with your spouse as well as how to teach your kids about money at whatever age they're at so please welcome the money couple taylor and megan kovar hello this is mary Jo timlin from teaching your toddler and today we are welcoming taylor and megan kovar the money couple i'm so excited to have you all on the show today welcome thank Thank you you. we're excited to be here excellent well first can we just sort of jump in and and have you all tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started as the money couple
1: yeah so um this is taylor i own an investment firm here um, in texas and i realized a few years ago that as i was creating financial plans for couples that we were still running into issues because they were thinking differently about money, right? So, um so for example in our marriage, Megan is very much a saver and I'm a spender and I like to spend that money, um whereas she would love to see it in the in the bank account. Yes. And and we realized that while we were creating these financial plans that our clients were having the same struggles. And so started digging around online and stumbled across The Money Couple. Um, so it was actually founded and started by um, another financial advisor, a couple named Scott and Bethany Palmer, um, which are great people. And so we started building a relationship with them, learning um, some of the tools and resources that they had available. And, um, then they approached us last year and said, Hey, um, you know, we're looking to transition out and doing some other stuff. Um, we think you guys would be the perfect fit. And so, uh, we were excited to take on the brand and, um, we've, we've worked really tirelessly over the last year or so to update those resources and expand them and have new um, things coming out. And so uh, that's how we got involved as the money couple.
0: Oh, perfect. And how long have you been married?
2: We've been married for 14 years here in a couple of weeks,
0: Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, great. So thank you for talking about how you got started there. So you said you were, you were seeing these clients were having sort of similar issues. Talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So I would have found out was, you know, it didn't matter how great of a plan we had created or a budget that we had created for somebody. Um, if, if you didn't really agree with it, um, somebody was always not happy right so um either they weren't saving enough right well we, we would find out a year later hey like i really wish we were saving more money or somebody will say hey you know i, I want to be riskier with with the money that we do have or um you know i would like to have some money to to put into um you know the latest meme um stock right or dogecoin or whatever else maybe maybe the hot hot topic investment at that time um and so that really led us down this road to say, hey, there has to be more than this. There's not just a one-size-fits-all budget. There's not a one-size-fits-all um, way to do financial planning. And that really opened our eyes to, hey, there, there's more to this, and and we all have kind of this money personality and money relationship. Um, and that's when we dove kind of headfirst into, hey, let's let's figure this out. We knew that there was that Megan and I thought differently about money, and we kind of worked through most of it ourselves. Um, but after coming across kind of the the five money personalities and, and, um, everything that the money couple, uh, previous money couple had offered, we're like, Hey, this is, this is actually really good stuff. Um, and so it it really taught us and opened our eyes to how people think about money. Um, and so then we could actually create a better financial plan that satisfied everybody and, um, had them happy with their investments. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Now I, I understand. I think I, I think I saw on your website, you, you have we have
1: two different personalities. Is that true? Yeah, we do. So, so we've, we've identified five different money personalities and, um, we talk a lot about everybody having a primary and a secondary. Um, and so you I may, mean, you have a a percentage of all five, right? We all do. Um, but primarily you have a, you have a primary and a secondary money personality that kind of drive everything, um, that you decide to do with money.
2: Mm-hmm. And sometimes some of those, um, personalities might seem opposite. Like you could be, a primary um, saver, but then a secondary spender. So we like to say that that primary personality is the personality that um, is with you like 85%. But that secondary personality sometimes comes out, we call it the backseat driver, like it's back there. And you might see it 15% of the time, but that's just your secondary personality that kind of comes out in um, times of stress sometimes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's good. Times of stress. Okay. So then, so if you have two inside you and then you have your spouse who also has two, how does that all work?
1: Not easily, <laughs> <laughs> uh, depending on what it is. Um, no. And, and that's what we talk. We have a, um, I we call the opposite dynamic, um, which really kind of outlines, um, how many opposite dynamics are in your relationship. So, um, we kind of split the money personalities in these two different groups. And, um, so both of my money personalities fall into one group. Um, both of Megan's fall into another group. Um, but our, both of our money personalities are different. So we, you know, um, both of mine are different than hers. And so we, we have these opposite dynamics and we just have to be prepared for them and be ready for them. Um, and we have a little graph there on our website that kind of talks more about it. Um, but the obviously, the more opposite dynamics you have in your relationship, the more likely um, or chance that you'll experience financial infidelity. Uh, because obviously, if if I'm competing within my myself on how I want to handle money, and and so is Megan, and then us together we're competing on how we want to think about money, uh, it it gives ground and opportunity there for us to either hide money decisions um, or make them without our spouse entirely.
0: That's that's how you're defining the infidelity is hidden money spending or making without consulting basically
1: yeah i mean you know there's there's other ways you know but a lot of it comes down to what we see most often is hidden so they have a hidden credit card a hidden bank account you know this is my little mad money stash that they don't know about um this is the debt that they don't know about um that's what we see a lot with financial ability is primarily hidden money
0: Ooh, okay that's that's a heavy word right i mean but that but that makes complete sense because you're not being honest with each other right is correct. Yeah. So the, the million dollar question I think would be how in the world do couples who are either getting started or maybe they've been married for a long time, they're having trouble. I know on your website, it says 70% of divorces are caused because of financial issues. How do couples get started even talking about it?
2: So I think that the first step is actually knowing your money personality. That's why I'm this the quizzes that we have on our website and all of them the resources that we have are just so important the first step is knowing your money personality because as soon as you um figure that out and you kind of read your definition you are your eyes are opened not only to um the way that you see money but to the way that your spouse sees money
1: yeah and so you know that's really where we we like to start so if we at least have an idea of where we fall so we we can kind of know internally how we process and think about money um it opens the door to have those conversations of saying hey you know i I realize this is kind of the way i think about money and why i think about money um and and i think (laughs) so this is what we see all the time in our our planning practices one one person in the relationship will go take the assessment and it kind of opens their eyes and like hey i really want to know what yours is right i can guess and and I, i think this is what it is but i'd like to know um and then read some of those resources that allow us to communicate better um, and, and that's really kind of that very first step is knowing, knowing who you are. Um, we, we have a, a saying that we use a lot. Um, you can't manage what you can't measure. And so if you can't, you, you know, you can't manage your money, you can't manage your financial conversations. if You don't know where you're at to begin with.
0: I love that. You can't manage what you can't measure. That is so true because you don't know what you don't know. And, and, and that's kind of the way to say it, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I, we live by
1: it or I do. <laughs> so, yeah
0: hmm. So you take the survey that kind of gets it started. Then you talk to your spouse about it. And then what? When you find out like you all did, you found out you're you're kind of opposites. Then what?
1: Yeah. So, you know, what we usually tell people, hey, you take take the survey, take the assessment, read through some of the you know, preliminary information and then really just sit down and talk with your spouse about what that really means for you guys. Um, you know, everybody is in a different stage of life. So, you know, we work right from newlyweds who, who grew up, you know, dirt poor to ones who are, you know, call us silver spooners. Right. Um, and we all bring our own different money habits and different money thoughts into the relationship. Um, and so we tell people, Hey, you're, you're married. Like you got to have those, those big boy, big girl conversations sometimes. Um, and so we tell people, Hey, Figure it out, go on a date night, get somewhere quiet where you guys can just talk and really just kind of have a conversation. Um, You know, you don't have to open every little door um, that night, but go out and and just discuss um, your your money personality. It's a great way to kind of breach the topic of money, which can be sensitive in a lot of relationships without being overbearing without um throwing con or without creating conflict um it's just a uh, a unique way to kind of begin opening that door to discussing your money
0: mm-hmm. i think that's really important to to get separated right separate from your kids and everything else so that you can
1: just focus specifically on the conversation right Exactly. It was so often, you know, I mean, we have kids and, um, you know, there's a toddler podcast, right? We have a toddler. We were doing it <laughs> right before this started. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it, it can, they, they cause distractions. Um, but when you're really wanting to get started down this road of, hey, we want to get on the same page with our money and with our finances, you really kind of got to clear those distractions out. And so, um, you know, we really believe we're big firm believers in date night. And so, um, taking the assessment right before you go on date night and kind of reading through some of that over date night um, is, is just a really good way to begin opening the conversation.
0: I think it's important too. what you said is that you don't have to solve all the problems on the first conversation, right? It's really just get started and then maybe you say, let's talk again in whatever, a week,
1: a month or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. So and that's where we see. Uh, we see a lot of money fights happen because people want to do it all right then, you know, so um, they're like, hey, we, we, like, we know we have this money issue. If we're going to talk about it, let's just get it all out on the table and get it done. And really, there's there's just so much to how we think about money and then how we how we've managed money in the past that are that is going to um affect the way that we handle it going forward. So um, you know, we tell people, hey, just just take one step at a time, um, one conversation at a time. That first one should be a pretty fun and lighthearted conversation because you're you're learning more about yourself. Um and then we can dig deeper into the actual money habits and, you know, where we've gone wrong in the past or that hidden debt or hidden credit card um or other just accounts um at another time.
0: Yeah, I I I think that exactly what you were saying about the fights, you know, people get and then they get I know I get defensive and I get stressed out. And then and then, you know, your date night's ruined. Right. So (laughs) I like that you say, you know, start, start, start lighthearted, start while you're having fun, while you're not stressed out. And then I, I also know I'm a processor. I need to think of things. I can't think of things on my feet. So talking through things and then my brain sort of works on it a little bit. And then we
2: talk again. Right. Yes, and we always say go into the conversation with an open um, open mind because the money personality, the way that you view money, you always think that you're viewing it the correct way. <laughs> what you do with money, you always feel like that's the right thing to do. So you, so a lot of people go into um, relationships feeling like they're the one who knows how to handle all of the money and their spouse doesn't. So that's where knowing your money personality really comes into play because you see why, um, your spouse and why yourself use, use money the way that you do, the way that you handle money.
1: Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, there's not a a right money personality and a wrong one. It's not like, Hey, this one's better to have than the other ones. Um, they're, they're different, just like all of us are.
0: Absolutely. I, I think that's really interesting about I, I would say that that would be the cause of these divorces is if you believe you're right and you're digging in and you're saying, I don't care, you you don't know what you're talking about. Well, gosh, where do you go from there? Right. Right. So. Um, tell me a little bit about how I I, I watched the video, your introduction video on uh, the Money Couple website, and I will absolutely leave the link in the show notes for the listeners. Um, I watched the video and you mentioned your faith. How does your faith sort of um, weave into uh, uh, money for you?
1: For us, it, it's kind of the center of everything that we do. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer. I was a youth pastor for several years and we taught, you know, a large group of teenagers um and one of the one of the sermons i preached back then was you know don't don't put god first put him in the middle right so if you if you put him first and your faith first and everything that you do um that means there's a second and third and a fourth whereas if it's the middle of everything that you do everything's going to revolve around it and so that's really kind of how we view our faith is is it's not you know faith versus business um it's in the middle of everything that we do and so especially with our money You know, we put our our money where our mouth is. Right. We believe in um, because of our faith, we believe in charity and we believe in giving to others. And it's better to give than to receive and um, to be a blessing to others. And so even with our finances, uh, we have accounts that are set up strictly for charity, um, where when that paycheck comes in, you know, for a small percentage goes immediately into another account that we only use strictly for um helping others and that you know one it helps keeps us humble helps us uh, to remember um you know there's others that are less fortunate than us and um to to live our faith in in action
0: well i I like that a lot because then it's kind of just it it just goes where it needs to go right i mean do you uh, do you subscribe to the the 10 tithing or is there or do you just kind of
1: you know do it what you can do no we do uh so we do 10 percent tithing uh for us i tell people well, god's the the best best business partner i could ever imagine right he does both <laughs> only, you know, only you know only requires 10 um so no we 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 definitely believe in tithing and and we tithe um that's the first money that comes out of any any paycheck that we get um and then we have a, another account that we actually use just for for helping others right so um you know i, I firmly believe god you know um, all he asked for is 10% so I want to give him that but I think we should be going above and beyond um, you know sacrifice is is a good thing and so um, for us we keep an account that strictly is not not for tithes it's for helping others in our community helping people that we can go help um, whether that's a charity or whether that's somebody on the corner uh, and it it's hurtful right to see that account get too large because I realize, hey, um, we're not we're not doing enough. Right. So um, it's a really good reminder. And that's those, uh, those accounts are automatically funded as as our um, paychecks arrive. And so um, that's just how we believe and how we act.
0: Oh, I like how you divide that between not just your tithing, you know, to the church, but also to the giving for people who need it. That's I've never heard that. That's really that's really amazing. I don't know how I know you have a three year old and and clearly you have older ones because you said she's your youngest. How are you sort of teaching your kids about money? Because you mentioned tithing, which I and and giving, of course, you want to you want to have that spirit of giving and, and instill that in your kids. How do you do that with your kids?
2: So we have a 10 year old son and a seven year old daughter, then we have a three year old daughter. And so with our older kids, well, actually we have with the money personalities, we actually have a um, quiz for kids that kind of uh, explains, I'm sorry, I'm gonna let Tyler take over this. I'm getting a little (laughs) ahead (laughs) of myself, let Tyler take it. Yeah,
1: so with with our kids, what we've done, um, you know, for when we go back to the tithing question, our kids can see us put a check in the offering plate um but that doesn't mean a lot to a kid right, right. so it, it, mm-hmm. that just means okay you, you gave a dollar right like we give them a dollar in the offering plate um and so it really stands out to them of those experiences and that's where that other account comes into play is um being able to you know go with them and show them hey here's you know here's how we're helping people and here's how we want to do this and, and it really involves them um and so that that brings a lot of that that charity side of things to them um or giving and then we try to make it just a daily part of life. And so when we go to the grocery store, it's, hey, you want Captain Crunch, right? And Captain Crunch is $3.79 a box. Why do you think it's $3.79 a box when you can get more cereal from this bag on the bottom shelf? Um, and it's just getting them one – and. To get in the habit of using their brain, right? Logic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this means that. And so that's a we've we've kind of built that in with them kind of from day one of why, why is that why is that candy more expensive than that candy? Why is that game more expensive than that game? Um, you know, it's not every single time we go to the store. it's not every single item. Um but we realize that if if we can get that get them started in that um, thought process from an early age, it's much more beneficial. So now when we go to target and, you know, our son wants a new thing of Legos, he'll say, Hey, uh, can you pull this up and see if you can find it cheaper on Amazon right, or eBay? <laughs> um, you know, he, he's okay with delayed gratification for a few days in order to save a few dollars. Um, whereas our daughter, um, who's, who has a very similar money personality like I do is just ready to spend it. You know, it doesn't matter. It's there. She wants that immediate gratification. Um, but she's, you know, she's learning different lessons as far as, Hey, my, my money only goes so far. I can only spend it one time. Um, and so, uh, you know, we just try to make it a daily part of life of, of having those conversations.
0: Well, that's great. I, I know Megan started to talk about the quiz. So the quiz will help the kids figure out, like you just described, saving or spender. Yeah. So
1: there is a quiz. Um, we have, you know, just like for the adults, uh, we have a quiz for kids that, that helps explain what their money personalities are and they, they align with the adults, but the questions are much easier to kind of I, I say, understand our process. Um, and we have some really fun, cute characters that go with them and coloring books, um, coloring pages and stuff. So we have Sophie Spender and Ricky, the risk taker. Right. Um, and, and it's just really fun and a way to get them involved. Um, In really opening those conversations about money, Uh, we have some courses that we're going to be rolling out specifically for kids as well on how to manage money and how to, you know, what's, what's the, uh, you know, not really saying this is an allowance because not every family does an allowance. But when you have money, this is, this is uh, the best ways to to do it, right? The difference in saving versus investing money. Um, And so we have some of those resources that we're rolling out really soon.
0: Yeah, Oh that that's that's really great. I'll let you talk about those when as we wrap up. I want you to definitely tell people about what you have to offer. But I have two more questions. So you just mentioned allowance. Do you give your kids allowance?
1: No, no, we really don't. Um, we're you know in real life, I'm an adult. No one just gives me money. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> uh, no one, no one just comes up to me on the street and just gives me money. The government didn't just send me a check for nothing, right? So um, we realize if. I don't want them in that uh, that mindset from an early age. And so uh, we you know we make them work for for whatever money they may want. Um, and so, for example, just this past week, our son really wanted a Nintendo switch game, and we told him, hey, you know it's it's sixty dollars, right? If you come up with half, we'll cover the other half. Um, and so there for several weeks, you know he was doing extra, chores around the house and extra things. Um, just as being part of our family, uh, we require, Hey, you, you live here. Like part of your, your job of living here, um, is, you know, helping with the dishes and helping with the laundry or whatever that may be. If, you know, if you want to make extra money, you have to go above and beyond. Um, and so that's, that's really what we're trying to teach them from day one is, is you got to go above and beyond if you really want the things that you want out of life.
0: I love what you said about you don't just get paid to exist. I think that is fantastic. And we we've always done that, too, with our kids. Our youngest is uh, 13. And he knows he has the same thing with the switch. And he knows he needs to mow the lawn. He needs to, you know, clean the cars. He needs to do things. And then he gets the money so that he works for it. Um I like that a lot. Um, one last thing you you said, I really like this phrase that you said, I can only spend money one time. I think that's really important. Now, how does that go along? That kind of made me think of credit. Tell me about what you all feel, how you feel about credit.
1: Yeah, You know, we're big uh, entrepreneurs, so we own several, I say big entrepreneurs, we own several businesses. Uh, we love mm-hmm. the entrepreneurial mindset, right? And that's what we want to teach kids. Um, and so I believe there is a time and place for credit. Um, i think it's definitely overused in our current um, economy and environment um, by a lot of people but but credit can be a really good thing if you're using credit to buy an asset um, then you know it's a, it can be a very smart move um, and so what we're trying to do when we teach kids about credit is really honing in on, on what it is right so you're using somebody else's money but you have to pay it back um, and so we force like hey you have to have a plan to pay that money back and so one of you know one of our other Kids, um, our our seven year old recently got a switch, um, that she bought, and she wanted one a game for it, and we said, hey, like you don't you don't have the money for it, and she was like, well, will you loan me the money, right? And I was like, you know what, like we can loan you the money. We we you know I'm happy to do that, but how how do you plan on paying me back for it, right? How do you plan on doing it? And so she
2: had not thought that far ahead. She had not,
0: (laughs) but But she she at least thought of the idea. I mean, that's kind of interesting, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um after a few days she came back and was like, All right, so here's the deal, right? I'll do this, this and this every day for the next, you know, two weeks or whatever it was. Um and, and you know, she realized, Hey, this isn't this isn't just a free ride. It's not just, you know, you got this money and you don't have to pay it back. You owe somebody. Um and your mm-hmm. name is on the line and that's what we're big on you know, uh, it's better to have a good name than silver and gold, right? You don't want to mess up your name. And so uh, we told her, right, you, you want to make sure that you keep a good name and um, by paying back whatever money you do borrow.
0: <laughs> I like that a lot. I love that she thought of that, but I love that you all then came up with a plan so that she really has that investment in that. I mean, it's really like sweat equity into it, right? She she knows that she owed you. That's that's mm-hmm. a, an amazing lesson for her and yeah. f- well, for all the kids to see that.
1: Yeah, it's it's you know, it's, it's hard being a parent. Um, I know everybody tells, you know, it's the hardest job in the world. And I didn't believe it till I became one. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's, it's really hard. And you're constantly second guessing yourself. And so, um, you know, we're we kind of believe that if you're being intentional, um, you know, you're if you're trying, you're doing better than most. And so that's what we really encourage most. Um, we teach in the class is really just try. Right, so if you want to, you know, better job, or if you want to, um, you know, get a promotion at your job, you're going to try. You're going to work harder. You're going to study. Um, you're going to go to college get an education. Uh, you know, that's what how we want to treat life. We want to treat each other. We want to treat our kids. Is is, hey, we want to listen to podcasts where people give resources and advice. We want to listen to, you know, um, audio books. We want to read books. We want to go to conferences. Uh, we want to do whatever we can to try to be the best parents um, that we can be. And a lot of that's really just, just trying. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Now, I, you just mentioned your resources. I know on your website, you have amazing resources. Tell tell us before we let you go, tell us a little bit more about what you have to offer people um, so that they can help get started for themselves and then also for their kids.
1: Yeah, so we definitely, we've, we've mentioned already on here, we do have um, a five money personalities assessment um, on our website. We have a kids money personality assessment on our website. Uh, we also have a financial infidelity assessment. Um, it's about 20 questions. It's really kind of easy. Just kind of gives you, um, kind of tells you where you are, right? So, do you have a lot of financial infidelity? Do you have some? Do you have none? Um, and then resources to go off of that. So, if, you know, if you have a lot of financial infidelity in your marriage, here's here's some resources to get you through that. Um, and we've partnered with a family. Uh, marriage therapists to help create those resources so um, they're all clinically backed as well um, and when we combine a lot of the information that we get from our clients and people that we deal with um, and so um, you have a lot of resources there as far as assessments we have several books that we that we've created and rolling out we have several ebooks um, uh, and we're rolling out a couple of courses I've mentioned we have a kids course coming out here and here in just the next few months uh, we'll actually come via email or to your door, right? So if you want to, um, the kids get, I always love getting mail as a kid. So, uh, we can actually mm-hmm. mail it to your home and, and walk through a kid's course. Um, and then we have one for couples as well to say, Hey, let's figure out your money personality and let's get you on those, those first few steps. Um, but we're, we're constantly releasing new resources on our website and on our social media accounts. And so, uh, we'd love to connect with, uh, you and any of your listeners.
0: Excellent. Perfect. Well, again, I will put all the links in the show notes so people can find you on social media or at the website or all those things so that uh, they can get started. Because I think you say even on your website that you're trying to trying to prevent divorce from due to money
1: problems. Right. Correct. Yeah. If we can we can reduce that and hopefully we can build happy, healthy, striving marriages. That's perfect.
0: Uh, Anything else before I let you go? Any other words of wisdom or things that you think the audience should know? Not off the top of my head,
1: but I appreciate being here and yeah, absolutely uh, to it. have another conversation one day.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Well, uh, again, Taylor and Megan, thank you so much for joining Teaching Your Toddler today. And I know this is going to be very helpful for people. Thank, thank you. you. Have a great day. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at www.teachingyourtoddler.com as well as on Facebook at teaching your toddler on Instagram and on Twitter at teaching toddler. So join us again and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.